Blessings, everyone. Eugene, you're here. Soul Man, quick question. You ever thought about doing your own podcast, getting on here and talking about things that matter to you, how to get people to sponsor your podcast, how to get this on all the different platforms, Spotify, Apple, everything? Anchor is a one-stop shop for that. Recording, hosting, distributing, all your content. It's 100% free, super easy to use, click of the button stuff. And Anchor can even match you up with sponsors, so you can get paid to, pro- to broadcast what you want. I do this for my meditation, my yoga, all the clients and potential clients. They can get to know me, who I am, and what I represent. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it on the side, go to anchor.fm forward slash start to join me and everybody else out here putting out powerful content for people to hear and grow from. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. Can't wait to hear your stuff. Blessings. discussion regarding all things seen and unseen in this world and those beyond. Together, we explore topics that expand the heart and open the mind of all those willing to be activated. And now your host, Eugene Gantz. Blessings, blessings everyone, how are you? Eugene, your soul here, soul man, catch me on Instagram, S-O-L-M-A-N. And on Facebook, Eugenius, E-U-G-E-N-I-U-S dot S-O-L. Oh, yes. So, welcome back to part three of Love and Alchemy. And super excited. Uh, love, love. I am a lover for life. And also uh, a student of love's mysteries and magic. Um, in the prior part two, we talked about the three stages of love. And um, how we move to that sexual, emotional, spiritual love uh, back and forth in no particular order to evolve us as people, right? And then before that, in part one, let's just talk about what love alchemy is, like what alchemy is and how we're, how we're shifting and changing. And, and again, you know, staying whole in this and this and clearing up our projections around soulmates and twin flames and all that stuff. And, you know, just staying whole and working on mastering love itself, just getting good at uh, being a lover, you know, it doesn't mean being perfect. So we can get that clear. And this is part three where we talk about the seven karmic influences based on uh, Universal Kabbalah, the teachings uh, from my teacher, Dr. Joseph Michael Levery, uh, put to use, put to practical use through my experience in life for these 10 years I've been teaching and uh, 10 plus now. Uh, so, and uh, let, let's make sure we get that out there. There is a book called The Alchemy of Love Relationships by my teacher, Dr. Joseph Michael Levery. You can get that on Amazon or you can go to rootlight.com and cop that. It is beautiful. He's also got some new works coming out as well. So look out for him as well um, just to make sure you understand uh, where I'm coming from. But, but yes, this would be my experience with these teachings and how I've been putting them to use in my relationships. Uh, and and moving forward and developing just my own take on the wisdom tradition um, as as a you know perpetual student of the divine spiritual wisdom uh, that is love right that is the love uh, that that is sustaining all things that you can find in all the books the Quran the Torah the you know the Bible the Course in Miracles you know <laughs> you know all these beautiful works that uh, we've been blessed with by such great master teachers. So let's get to the let's get to the where 
the rubber meets the road, those get to the nitty and that gritty, baby, of what love is about and how we can work with compassion in love. So the last uh, podcast, we, did, we just talked about the different stages of love, you know, and it's great. You go, hey, Eugene, you've been teaching this for a minute, right, Mr. Tenure, teaching this? You're right, right, okay. <laughs> That's great. Well, well, are you still with these women? What happened? I mean, didn't, didn't, didn't this Kabbalistic stuff work for you, brother? Of course, it did. It, it worked. It worked wonders for me, to tell you the truth. Um, however, there are only, you know, only so many things you can do uh, in regards to a love relationship. It's two people that are in this together. So I can't, I can't make somebody else do the work that I'm doing. I have to be um, a present and available to all the reasons why I myself may have sabotaged it or may have been um, expressing a lack of love or the reasons why they sabotaged it and, and, and had the experience of separation, uh, which is the illusion that there's no love there at all and that you know being on your own and by yourself, the ego's trick, uh, is the best way to do it because hey, society teaches you, you know, don't tell them. Oh, is it? Maybe not. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. Don't let them know. I'm like, oh my God, you know, and uh, bad romance. We've got you know movies that that show us uh, that you know it's better to just be on your own and uh, uh, there's only storybook love and fairy tale love. But at the end of the day, you know, you you got to love yourself first, and you really can't trust anyone because we're all you know out on our our own missions to get things for ourselves only there's a lot of propaganda out there you know there's there's um there's an attack i feel on the love relationship and it doesn't i mean i mean the man and the woman you know that that's the classic uh love relationship that's the classic pairing uh, of a couple but nowadays you can have two men two women man and women another dude another three girls and one dude and one guy i mean you, you have all these different variations but i'm just talking about that classic just two people together whoever those people are whatever they choose to identify as two people that are willing to say yes to love and go deeper it doesn't matter i've seen it i, I have some of my best friends right they all go through it so why what are these influences that take that really good intention? You've been in love, right? You've been making love. You've been doing awesome things together. You're working for a higher cause. You got yourself a whole human being that's just sharing love with you, right? It's, you're here to do the work. And then you have these issues that keep coming up, these cyclical issues that will always be there for you if you don't see them. Well, in our teachings here, we, we recognize that there's influences, the karmic influences that affect how we move in relationships and our, and, and our, our portion of what relationships mean. And, and it's important to understand these influences so that you can have a sense of compassion for your partner and for yourself to be able to witness yourself enough to say, hey, you know what, I know I got these influences going and I just need to be aware of them so that I'm not projecting like crazy all over some poor soul that just wants to love me, that just wants to have some space to feel me and they, they enjoy me. They don't necessarily need me, but they want me in their space so that they can feel my presence. Like that is so beautiful. But what if I'm just screwing it up, right? What are these factors? I want to talk about that. I want to take a little time with you to talk about that. So let's get into it, man. Now, these seven karmic influences, I wonder if you can guess what they are, right? I'm, I'm sure you have an idea, but let's not go into that game. Let's, let's just start teaching here. Let's start with the first karmic influences. 
Now, you may or may not believe in past lives. That'll be up to you. However, scientifically, energy cannot be destroyed. And unless you completely buy into the fact that you are just a sack of flesh, literally three buckets of blood, some sinews, some freaking cartilage, some bone action going on there, right? Uh, a whole lot of poop, <laughs> a whole lot of piss, right? If you're just a meat sack walking around for with one shot at glory, eh, you can skip past this one and look at the other six, right? But for those of us that do subscribe to the fact that the soul we are our souls, not our bodies, and that we are eternal beings here perfecting the soul's experience through physicality, then we have been here many times and lived as men, as women, all the different sexual preferences, and uh, at least hermetically, we, we have now come back with the specific skill set, sexual preference, all the different things that will allow for our soul to advance this time around. Okay, great. If that's the case, we've screwed up. We done killed some people. You know, we've been killed by people. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 we've, we've, we've done so many things, and we can't escape our actions, right? The cause and effect is absolute law. Thank God. It's just absolute. So it doesn't give us any wiggle room to finesse our way out of it. We have to come back and resolve these issues in time and space because this is our learning center. This is our classroom. You can't take a dump on your desk and walk out and the bell rings and think you ain't going to have to clean that up when you're starting to come back to class. You got you to gotta wipe that up, man. So our past lives play a huge uh, factor in what we do in this particular lifetime. So some people choose to do the past life regression to figure out who they were, mostly for ego stuff. Mostly, I was a king. Yes, yes. I was a king of Sheba. Like, all right, Mr. King of Sheba. Nobody wants to know they were the freaking peasant in the field the last time, you know, picking up, you know, cow dung for the king of Sheba. No, no. They were, everybody was a king or a queen or some goddess or something. And I'm sure on some level you were, but... You know, it doesn't matter. What matters is your experience and, and what it is you were doing in these roles at the time. In the same way, like even now, it matters what you do with who you are. Not necessarily that you're the president of the United States, but what are you doing as a person, as a president of the United States? The janitor could be worth more, so-called, if, if there's a worth meter, Right than the president of the United States. And some of you believe that right now. In <laughs> 2018, not a lot of people like the president right now. But my thing is, what, what are you doing in the capacity of being who you are in this life? And a lot of people have unresolved issues that follow them from lifetime to lifetime, right? That, that, that's a factor. Those imprints are factors. They're found in the, the bones of the body. So different, different podcasts, right? If you want to learn more about that, just holler at me. But let's move on to maybe some more familiar ground for folks. The second karmic influence we'll talk about is, you guessed it, the one person that gets shot on the most, the mother, right? Your mom's issues are also yours. And it doesn't matter even if you didn't meet your mom. This is, you are in the womb, just developing, right? And this woman was talking, feeling, and thinking with you in there. So, Whatever unresolved issues that your mother may have, and she doesn't even have to know them, which is the crazy part, right? She doesn't even have to know about these issues that she has. It could be a subconscious thing from her past lives and all the other influences that she went through. Yep, guess it. We get to help in the resolution of that as well. So we're influenced by 
you know, our, our mother's issues. And when you got a mama, you got to have a daddy. That's right. The father's issues. Jeez, my gosh. And I've got great parents, but jeez. <laughs> I picked I picked perfectly, you know, um, with these issues, which, which is also something very powerful. It helps the forgiveness aspect with these people. These are two very important figures in your life. So your father's issues, any unresolved stuff that your father has, you got to deal with. I'm dealing with it as we speak, you know. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to get into it. It's a different podcast. I'll save that content for a, a greater conversation. But it, it's, it's imperative that we understand that, that we're here not just to just have a good time and live fast and die young. We're here to get some work done, y'all. You know, we're here to get some work done up in here. It's important, this earth circus, this, this, this earthly game that we're playing here. It's important. And we are given these parents, these figures, these archetypes as ways of guiding our purpose in life. For those of you that don't know your purpose, check your parents. And whatever crappy crap that, that goes on with them, guess what? Get to work. Get to work yourself on releasing that so that you don't have to be burdened by uh, this holy dowry that you receive when you're born into this world from your mother and father. We're, we're, we're given those things uh, as, as ways of shaping us and, and, and uh, you know, illumining our minds and our hearts with, with the wisdom of experience and context, which just means that we go through shit, <laughs> right? We go through their shit as a part of our shit. So the mother and the father... Uh, play those karmic influence parts as well. But let's go back to the womb being the fourth. You have past lives, the mother, the father, and the womb. So what's that mean, Eugenio? Okay, so the womb is the space in which you were grown in. So with my mom, um, both Scorpios, for those that know astrology, so I had two passionate people deeply in love that had been through the three cycles but also had their karmic influences going so you know it was it was rough you know my dad was rough you know and my mom was even rougher so uh, it was a lot going on with them but the insecurities that she felt right the fear she felt because he was abusive you know um, verbally and physically to her like those things I, I I experienced in the womb so when I got out did I abuse women I did not I did not but, you know, I was abused in a certain situation, you know, or certain situations I had to deal with abuse. Right. Uh, and I had my fallout with women, but it was never I never wanted to put my hands on them because of my mother. You feel me? Because of what I felt, the fear I felt uh, in the womb, you know. So it, it, it's a blessing because I didn't have to go the route of my father. But it's a curse because I also um, was in relationships that weren't healthy you know, for me because of that. So I had to learn the hard way so, you know, so, so I wouldn't have to deal with that and choose my partners properly. But the womb, what she stressed was fi were finances a problem? Um, was there infidelity going on? Uh, was there pressure from her parents, you know, going on? You want to know what your mom was feeling and thinking those nine months. Was she in paradise? Singing to you, reading to you. You know, it doesn't always have to be negative, you know. You also can be positively, positively influenced by, you know, your past lives, your mother, your father, and your time in the womb as well. So don't, I don't want to paint this as just uh, some type of emo, <laughs> emo course of how to deal with the hell that life is. Not at all. Not at all. 
it can go either way, but it is a powerful factor as well. So if you are having a child, if you are thinking about having a child, it's important. It's important what you're thinking and feeling uh, while your baby's growing in you. Which brings us to the fifth aspect of the seven karmic influences, the environment. What kind of environment did you grow up? Did you grow up in America? Did you grow up in Nicaragua? We got a crazy dictator of Venezuela or, you know, Iraq, you know, someplace like that. Or, um, you know, where you, was it, a, was it a poor family? Was it a rich family? You know, did, could you walk outside and go kick it in the streets and play football with your friends? At the time, even growing up in L.A., I could do that. You know, it was still gangs around, but it wasn't that crazy, you know, as long as you were in for a certain time. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that wild, you know, but it was wild enough. But I had that experience. I had an environment that, you know, growing up, yeah, it wasn't the best environment, but, you know, it was still wasn't that bad. You know, 80s, 90s, you know, we, we had our ups and downs. There was a lot of gangs going on during that time, so I had to be very careful. My mom had to be very careful with me. You know, that's one of the reasons why she bought me video games because, you know, she didn't want me outside late, you know, playing with my friends and getting shot at, literally getting shot at. And that didn't stop that from happening. I was still getting shot at. I just didn't tell her. <laughs> I was getting shot at, walking home from school, and, you know, playing basketball, and fools roll up and shoot, try to shoot some somebody on the court that I just happen to be playing next to like hey that's a part of the game you know it's exciting and by God's grace I'm still here to breathe and and talk about it but my environment shaped my relationships with people you know it was hard to have a nice relationship with a girl in the hood sometimes because maybe she lived in a part of the hood that was crazy that that didn't allow me to go you know walk her to her door I couldn't do that you know Nickerson Gardens that is you dog you got, you got some blue shoes on you're a done deal you know what I mean? So these 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 factors are important. An environment is a key a key factor as well. If you have someone from a poor environment, you know, in a relationship with someone in a rich environment, their idea about wealth and money and, and family will be different. So you have to take these things in consideration as well. But what else is there for us to learn? What other karmic influences do we have? Right? We got our past lives, what we did before we even got here. Right, we have our mother, her issues, who she and she may not even tell you all about them. You know what I mean? Your mama may be hiding something from you. Your father, he may not be around. You may not have a father figure that you that you know of, or your father just don't want to talk to you about it. You know, you may have those issues. Uh, the womb, you know, uh, what your mom was thinking and feeling while you were gestating those nine months in which the body was forming and the soul was becoming more acquainted with its new, its new, uh, you know, uh, motherly figure on this realm and things of that nature. That's a whole different podcast. But again, I think you get what I'm saying. And then they have this environment aspect that 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 brings you into uh, a clarity because you had to deal with certain things growing up, you know, as a kid. And all of the great avatars have had that issue, from the Christ to Jesus to uh, to, to the Buddha, you know, Krishna. Uh, all, all of them have had these uh, these 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 factors to deal with while they were coming up, and it affected how they taught, and it affected their teachings, and and the compassion that they felt for all people, or lack thereof for some other people, right? So, the upbringing is the sixth aspect of this, this this process. How you were talked to, how you were brought up, you know. Uh, in, in, in my household, I spent some time between the West Coast, born in Los Angeles and stuff, and then going back with my father's family. I was raised primarily with my father uh, the, the first parts of my life, uh, let's say from like two to Shiza, 10 or 11. 
So, you know, we went back and forth between Cali and Nebraska and Omaha, right? Omaha, Nebraska and Wisconsin, Minnesota. We were going to some different states. But, you know, I was brought up, you know, when my grandma asked me a question, I was like, yes, ma'am. You know, I didn't come out like that. She taught that to me. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You know, my grandpa was an OG, you know what I mean? I mean, not like an OG gangster, but a gangster in his own right. You know, one of the few uh, wealthy black men in, you know, the Midwest that was that was running a meat packing factory. So he, he, he demanded a certain level of respect. You don't touch his stuff. You know, this man made freaking knives in his basement. So, you know, you can't go down there and mess with his stuff. He'll smack you in the head, even though he was half blind. <laughs> so, uh, But I was brought up around respect. Respect means a lot to me. You have that. A lot of the black community is about it's about respect because we have so much to deal with in regards to that that self-love and self-respect at the same time for me it was just it was more about just being a black man it was just about being a man in the world you know my my grandparents who you know took a lot of the 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 brunt of raising me when my dad dropped me off basically you know which is another thing right I was I was I wasn't abandoned but there you go a certain level of abandonment issue that will, will, that came up in my earlier relationships and still peaks his head sometimes now in relationship. But I had to deal with that aspect of my environment and upbringing, how I was spoken to as a child, and I was expected to be literate in how I spoke. You feel me? I had I had to be very um, very clear, which is why I'm I, you know they can always tell you you're so well spoken. Yeah, that shit was beaten into me. <laughs> no, I wasn't beaten. Uh, but I was punished, you know, if, 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 you know, if I was using too much slang or if I wasn't, you know, coherent in my ideas and how I processed them and then dissipated them into my environment. You know, it was like, what did you just say? Repeat that. Enunciate, brother. So, um, and, and it's, a, it's been a blessing for me. It's helped me in my public speaking. It's helped me in my teaching. It helped me to get jobs. It helped me to, uh, you know, to, to acquire relationships with people. Because I was able to speak my truth, but because of my upbringing, that was true. Some people are brought up and said, women, uh, uh, "Yeah, right. Women and children should be seen and not heard." Like, nah, nah, nah. That that wasn't that wasn't the case in my point, but it is for some other ones. So some people are shut down in their speaking. Some people can't say they love you so much. Some people cannot express how they truly feel, and it's difficult for them because of that upbringing, because of how they were spoken to, because of the freedom or lack thereof that they had over their voice. So all these these different things come into contact with it. Past lives, your mom, your father, uh, what was going on while your mom had you in the womb, the environment in which you were raised in, the upbringing, how you were spoken to, did you have respect as a small little person, or did you have to fight for that respect, right? And then last but never least was the day of your birth, right? Now, where does this come in, Eugene? Well, a lot of folks believe in the horoscopes. They, yeah, you're born, I'm, I'm born on May 18th, therefore I'm a Taurus. So a Taurus has this way and that way to act. Eh, okay, I get that. In Kabbalistic astrology, your day of birth says a ton of stuff. I was born on a Tuesday. So I'm a Martian. I'm a warrior, baby. I got that fire you know, I got that fire, gasolina, un gaso. I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> but I, I have that fire, you know. And up until the, the day of birth, all these other aspects of the karmic influences, you cannot change. I can't change what happened 
before I even came here. I can't change how my mother and father dealt with their lives or what I experienced in the, in the womb or why I was born in Los Angeles, California when, when gang banging and drug dealing was destroying the communities there or why, you know, my grandma and, and my aunts and my uncles and my cousins, why I was about, you know, speaking your truth and, and fighting for what you believe and, and fighting for <laughs> fighting for yourself, right? Stand it up for yourself. Like, I can't control those aspects, nor can I control what day I was born. However, I can control the qualities that that day uh, uh, presents in my life, right? This is this is where we take our power back. You know, if you if you if you have a desire to have more power in your ability to love, in your ability to to express yourself emotionally through your word, mentally, right? If you are ready to take the power back from all these factors, then the day of birth is very powerful in learning this the systems that affect you on these days is super powerful. I have an awesome uh, seven-week course called The Power of the Daily Planets where we go through each day of the week. We take a week with each one of the days and the planetary energies, their positive and negative effects, and we learn how to harness these effects because at the end of the day, I can control myself. I want to be in a love relationship that I can have some control in of myself. I don't want to control the person I'm loving. I've been in those relationships where women want me to control them. I don't want to. It's too much damn work. <laughs> I'm controlling myself. I'm, I'm, if I'm being in a monogamous relationship, you know, I'm trying not to sleep around these women or I'm not trying to slap some dude for looking crazy, right? I'm working on all these other urges in me, right, as a Martian uh, that go on so that I can be more present to the woman that I'm loving. And I have that control because I understand it. I also understand what day they were born on and all the other six ways that this, this, this soul is now expressing based on the temperaments from those, those karmic influences. Listen, this is the truth. This is what's really going on in people. Their past is going on in them. Right. And we don't know. We can't see deep into their subconscious minds before we start making love to them, before we marry them, before we sign contracts that give them half of our assets. Yes. You want to be as clear as possible. You want to have some type of weather vane to see where that wind could possibly blow. Right. Look, you don't want them sirens pulling up outside your house, right? What you want to have is some some way of not only discerning who's best for you as a match and, 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 and how to move deeper into the three cycles of love and, and how to evolve from just a purely physical love into a deeper and meaningful love for the woman or the man. You know, we, 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 we want to work on that. And one of the days we can, one of the ways we can do that is the day of the week and finding those qualities out and then taking into consideration all these different calming influences and not just spending one night asking them all these damn questions. Okay, what's your past life? Have any past high regression? No? Okay. And your mom, how is she? Oh, no? Okay. And your dad, like, don't do that. That's 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 more like you're drilling somebody, right? You're interrogating people. This is not for you to interrogate people with, right? This is for you to have a deeper compassion and to build conversation around these topics and take your time, stretch it out. You know, if you're afraid, you're going to know, you're going to want to know everything really quick. Don't be fooled into being that judgmental and that afraid of love. It's either love or fear. If you can stay in love, like we talked about in the, the prior, the prior podcast, it'll, this, these techniques, this information will just give you something deeper to talk about as you move deeper with the person. You may not even have to have these conversations with them. You feel me? You may not have to go through that whole interview process with someone in that way. 
it can be just a beautiful dialogue that opens you up to someone's beautiful life in their process of going through it or their crazy ass life and the way you're not going to be involved in it. <laughs> don't, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should be in crazy relationships and, and, oh, I know, you know, they had a crazy past life. They were getting this call. You know, like, like no, nah, man, no. Nah. Nah, I, don't, I don't think so. I think this gives us an opportunity to make a conscious choice. But not only about that other person, but about ourselves. Are we ready for that type of commitment? Are we ready to go deep with someone? Have we been working on resolving all these different aspects of our own karmic influences, including the day we were born and all the qualities around that energy, right? Are we employing this information for ourselves each day, asking ourselves about our past lives, our mother and father, you know, what the heck was my mom thinking when I was down there for the nine months and, and, and when, where, where were we at? Where did we live during the time that I was being born? And, you know, what type of upbringing uh, did I have? How'd you guys talk to me? How do we talk to each other? All these things, you know, and then going deeper on the day of the week, going deep so that you can have a deeper expression of yourself revealed to you through the planetary power, you know, is so important. So again, I want to, I want to recommend that you guys take a look at the seven days of the week, the daily, the daily powers of the planets, the training that I have. It's seven weeks. You go through each of the seven days. You learn those qualities. Um, if you, I'll have a, um, a coupon code for you. If you want to take that training, uh, just for those that listen to the podcast, you guys get a percentage off, uh, 30% off for that. And take that course, man, and, and learn what, what's influencing you here. And, and, and just go deep into love. Take a chance on love, guys. It's so powerful to be in love. It's so powerful to learn from love. But you know you got to start from day one, from that one person that's the common denominator in all love relationships, you. I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk, to run my mouth, and open my heart and my mind to you. I look forward to serving you, hopefully, in a workshop or in a class or on a Skype session, feel free to download any of these episodes and make sure you get in contact with me on Instagram and Facebook. This is Soul Man. I'll see you on the next talk. God bless. Thank you for listening to Soul Talk with Eugene Gant, Yogi Exec. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at S-O-L-M-A-N, Eugenius.Soul on Facebook. Please subscribe and get that free PDF and audio next time. Blessings.